Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Yahoo Fantasy Football Forecast. I come to work with two hands every day and I'm trying to bless somebody. We better be in Florida. It better be sunny. And there better be some sort of fruity drink involved. With Matt Harmon. It seems like you know ball the way you talk, so. <laughs> Thank you. Someone clip that. You can get on a podcast. You can get online. You can argue with the clouds. You can argue with the, with the Russian bots. Don't care. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 28th. Welcome to the podcast sponsored by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation, the makers of Lecvio in Clizerin. As we are every Wednesday, we're joined by Austin Eckler, Chargers running back. Austin, what's going on, man? How you doing? What a do, man. You know, I'm I'm doing well. Matt, how are you doing? Um, you know, coming back. Episode three, I believe. Uh, coming back strong. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Uh, we're just riding the waves of the season at this point. Um, you know, it, it, the waves they are. The waves they are. Said that any better? They are waves, <laughs> waves with peaks and valleys, with crashes and rolls. All of it. A hundred percent. So let's just dive right into it, man. Also, I think people at this point that listen to the podcast know that you strive for perfection. You are uh, more self motivated than probably ninety nine point nine percent of the people out there. Um, so. How are we dealing with kind of like a tough couple of days for the Chargers after the Jags loss, man? I, I'm just going to clarify real quick because I don't necessarily think I strive for perfection because I don't think there is such thing because uh, there's always little tweaks. But what a thing I do strive for is the ability to relentlessly pursue the process of bettering myself, right? So it's kind of it's like kind of that, but not necessarily perfection. Like, I don't, I don't like using that word. It's a better way like, of saying it for sure. That's like a perfection is like this pure purity that is like, like unobtainable. Right. And so I don't want, I don't want it to ever be like, Oh, I get to this point And then I'm good. Like there's, there's never an end. Like you never stop trying to grow yourself, you know, um, no matter what happens, whether good things happen or bad things happen. And I would say for us last Sunday, um, some bad things went down, you know, as far as injuries, as far as our performance, as, as far as, you know, what we were able to do as far as the score myself. Um, so yeah, we're always, always striving. And here's the thing, even if we would have won the game, I'm still coming back saying the same stuff. Like I'm, I cannot wait to get back on the practice field and get to back to work and get back in this in in this call for Eckler's Edge. Talk it up, talk about it, um, and I hope you guys feel some type of uh, some motivation from it too. Because look, it, it comes back to life too. Like we can't control everything, you know. Like 
for some for some people, you might wish you made more money, you had a better job, you had more free time, you were more motivated, you, all these things that you can't control, you know, it's like, okay, well, what can I actually control? I can control my efforts to try to work towards those things, right? And so that's what we're going to be doing. Coming back Wednesday, I'm going to be con- trying to control my efforts, working towards trying to be more consistent for this offense. And that's that's my role. That's what I have to try to do, you know? And so... Yeah, it wasn't our best outing. That's what happens in the NFL. If you don't show up, you're going to get beat. doesn't matter who. Um, Jags got a good team, and yeah. they've showed that for back-to-back weeks now. Yeah, I think that's one of my big takeaways is from the first three weeks of the season. Like, the Jaguars aren't just some sort of, um, you know, plucky you know team they're they're cute they're fun whatever they're just good man like the Jags have a good team um you guys have a good team too but you are also dealing with a lot of adversity now at this point right just from an injury standpoint I mean we talked in the first episode of this podcast about how important the offensive line is um you know you guys lose Rashawn Slater for the rest of the year it's just such a bummer man he had such an awesome rookie year such an important part uh of the of the process of this offense we know Justin's dealing with injuries um Keenan Allen hopefully going to come back this week Joey Bosa has a groin injury um JC Jackson big addition has an injury at this point what again it's none of this stuff is what you can control right as you just said um but as a team as a as a as a unit of guys how do you sort of deal with that when it starts to I don't want to say it feels like an avalanche or anything like that but it's just like you know one thing after another type of situation yeah, you know, what's really important uh, to just start off with that is making sure we're staying together, you know, as far as like, there's no like, feel like a split, like, hey, like we're pointing fingers, like we're all in this together, regardless of who's playing, who's not playing. Um, and yeah, you know, we've been hit with some injuries, every team has, you know, to a different magnitude. Uh, that's how this game goes. And regardless of, you know, how we feel about it, we're playing the Texans on Sunday, right? you know? So guess what that means? That means we got to go prepare for the Texans on Sunday with whoever is showing up, whoever's on the practice field for us. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that that definitely sucks. Like it's, it's not a good feeling, but it's just like, I'm going back to the same things in life. Sometimes you can't control these things and guess what? Guess what you got to do? You got to keep pushing through. Um, and I'm going to try to bring as many guys along as I can with my energy and show them that, Hey, at practice, like I'm going to be working my hardest trying to get guys excited about getting better. Um, and that's what I have to do as a leader on the on the squad. And, you know, with those guys that are injured, you know, I'm hoping the best for them. I'm hoping they come back quickly, but we got to continue to go. Just like if I was injured, I, I, but hey, don't worry about me. Let me get myself right. You guys go win a damn game. Um, that's what we got to focus on this week. Yeah, makes sense. And, and the Texans, you know, they've got a team as well. Like you guys had a a pretty disappointing result against them last season. So it's like, it's comes back to the same thing. You, you know, every week in the NFL, it's a fight every weekend. It's a, every week it's yeah. a battle. Every game um, counts, man. And uh, you know, I will say this, like at certain points, cause we've talked about the AFC West. We're not going to do like an AFC West based segment uh, this week. Cause we have a packed show today, but um, you know, everybody's kind of, this is a division that we said in the preseason, like, whoo, man, every week it's, it's going to be just haymaker after haymaker. There's a lot of teams like the Broncos are two and one, but they're kind of struggling to figure things out. The Raiders are zero and three, the chiefs, uh, still look great, but they lost their game last week. So, um, you know, it, it, that's just how things go. Like sometimes you said it best in the first episode uh, this year, like players play football. Paper doesn't play football. It doesn't matter what you look like on paper. It matters about the actual results on the field. 
And and I'll add on to that because you're talking about how, you know, teams are struggling, things like that. I think if you as a team or even as an individual go through struggle, like that makes the result of you accomplishing something that more glorious, right? Like, like when you go through some hard stuff or you had to grind through or it was not easy, that's what makes that journey or that road so much more memorable to your life and so much more impactful because you're going to have to deal with some adversity. You're going to have to overcome some things that you can't control, but you got to deal with anyway. Like it's there's just so much correlation between life and football, yeah. right? Because there's so much we can't control, but guess what? We got to move on, and that's how it's going to be the entire season. That's what NFL football is, you know. And we're in September, so it's really early to make any type of you know like you know predominant statement like, hey, this sure. is what's happening here, because there's still a lot of time, a lot of adjustments uh, that could be made to see if someone can get in a rhythm, see if we can get ourselves in a rhythm. And um, I'm looking forward to the ride. You know, we're going into game four. Yeah. You know, th- th- I'm getting a whole bunch of DMs and all this stuff about, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're not scoring me that point. It was like, look, guys, this is not last year. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, hell, cookie cutter, like, oh, you did good last year. Do it again. No, 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 no. You have to come out and you have to continue to put it on tape. You have to prove yourself again. We got a whole new squad. We got a lot of new faces. We got to put a new product together on the field. Um, and so that's what we're trying to find. We're trying to find out what's working for us and we're dealing with some stuff um and it's it's hindering us but it it doesn't matter because we still got to get out there and try our best all right well like i said we got a big show today we've got la dodgers third baseman justin turner coming up next let's get to it man this is gonna be awesome all right we're welcoming our next guest justin turner from the los angeles dodgers justin what is good my guy how you doing man i'm doing good i'm doing good excited to be on the show I got to admit, I think this is my first fantasy football uh, podcast that I've been on. Let's so, go, man. Uh, pretty fired up. Obviously fired up to be uh, to be on here with you. Um, likewise, my friend. Likewise, you're you're a legend, man. There was a lot of a lot of a lot of debate going on in the draft room this year over you. So, I, oh, hey, man. look, <laughs> we were just talking about that. We were just talking about how look, last year is what it is, and you know how this goes in sports, like. It's can you repeat what you did last year? That's not easy because there's a lot of different changing parts. It's a whole new year, a lot of, you know, new teammates, things like that, whole new uh, feel in the locker room. And so, you know, as us, as the Chargers right now, we're still trying to figure it out, still trying to get in a rhythm. Um, but you guys have definitely gotten a rhythm um, and looking to do something legendary this year. Can you talk a little bit about your season? I, I'm curious because we're dealing with stuff right now. As far as like the mindset, like coming together, we have injuries and things like that. Like, how do you guys like, go through loss, like take on that, you know, in, uh, in your guys' locker room. Yeah, we've had, we've had a lot of it this year. Um, you know, we just got Dustin May back, uh, who has been injured all year, our bullpen guys, you know, Blake Trine and Tommy Conley. Um, a lot of guys have been hurt, um, missing the season. Clayton Kershaw went down, went on the IL for a little bit. Um, we just had a few pitchers, Tony Gonsolin, who was kind of in the hunt for a, a Cy Young this year. Uh, hasn't thrown in, in over a month. So um, we've had to deal with a lot of it, but our, our kind of mindset as a group is, is, you know, next guy up, you know, in baseball, just like football. I mean, it's, it's takes all 26 right now at 28 man roster uh, in order to accomplish what you want to accomplish. It's not really one guy, even though, you know, starting pitchers kind of have a, a bigger impact on the game. And right. uh, certainly there's certain positions that, uh, starting catcher is a big position in baseball, being able to handle the pitching staff. So there are certain spots where, I mean, maybe they carry a little bit more weight, but, you know, we have a room that 
believes that it doesn't matter who's out there on the field. We're going to win a, we're going to win a game. It doesn't matter if, if Mookie Betts is off that day, you know, we're still going to go out and we're, we're going to win a ball game because uh, you know, we like our group. We like what we, what we have in there and, and how we, how we go about our business is um, it's probably better than I've ever seen it over my, you know, this is my ninth year with the Dodgers and we've been on some good teams, but uh, the process of going about it is, is pretty phenomenal this year. Awesome. I appreciate that. That was more of a personal question. Uh, we, we can we can dive into what we have set aside for you too, Matt. You want to hit those? <laughs> yeah, man. No, I mean I, that's good to that's good to hear you guys talk about that like little cross sport uh, interaction yeah. there. We love to see it. So, uh, Justin, we do want to talk to you a little bit about the Dodgers Fantasy Football League. How long has this thing been going on? How many teams are there? What's the format? Um, and I, I do want to hear about your personal team as well. Yeah, so I've been in it for oh man seven years now, eight years now. Um, it's a PPR league. We have 12 teams. Uh, the demand is very high. So uh, almost every single team has multiple owners, uh, two and three owners on the team. Uh, Trey Turner is the only one that was a stickler and kind of fought everyone off and said, I'm not partnering with anyone. I'm running my <laughs> own team. So uh, this year, um, partnered up with Joey Gallo and uh, our strength coach, Brandon McDaniel. Um, been with Brandon McDaniel for, I think, as long as I've done fantasy, we've been partners together. We made the playoffs one time. It was last year. Nice. Uh, so we we haven't done well. We were notorious for having uh, really good drafts. And then, like, we were just talking about injuries, yeah. having injuries come up, and then just absolutely wreaking havoc on our roster and trying to trade and create depth and not working out last year we started off six and oh and we we limped into the playoffs we lost like seven weeks in a row we had derrick henry he got hurt we had so we had a bunch of big injuries and we we're like man we like hand i mean we were blowing people out yeah first it wasn't even close and and we barely got in the playoffs so uh this year again we had the second overall pick um, and that was the debate was, okay, are we going McCaffrey? Or are we going Eckler? Like, <laughs> Eck, right. And, uh, McCaffrey was a big question mark for us. Obviously the injury, the workload over there in Carolina, um, were they just going to feed him again? Was he going to break down? He's, he is going into, a, this is his free agent year. It's his walk year. So he's probably going to produce, there's all that going into this. And uh, like I said, I have two teams. I'm, I'm on a team of three and I wanted, I wanted to draft you. Heck, and I got, I got, I, <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Like we have to go. They said, we have to go McCaffrey. And I'm like, all right, then, whatever. Hey, you so, got he's been, he's been doing all right, man. He's been yeah, doing his he's thing. Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. He's been doing all right. Uh, you know, I think Baker's been struggling a little bit, but maybe when he settles in, uh, you know, that, that'll probably help, help McCaffrey out a little bit. No doubt. No doubt. So I'm curious how the dynamic goes as far as like with three people on a team, like, like the, the like, are we voting? Is it like a vote? Like, how is that? How are decisions made? Yeah, it's kind of a, we have our little group text going on and obviously we see each other at the field every day and just yeah. trying to figure out, all right, what, what do we have coming up? Uh, you know, it, it's kind of helps because you get some different perspectives, different angles. Yeah. Uh, you know, Joey, Joey Gallo is actually pretty dialed in on fantasy and and nice. pretty detailed and you know 
digging into strength of schedule and, and yeah. not just making decisions for this week, but okay, but what's that, what's that going to look like two or three weeks down the road? And uh, it's, it's kind of cool to have multiple opinions, but yeah. I mean, this league competitive. You should see our clubhouse Sunday morning. <laughs> Every TV is on a football game. Um, the, the worst two guys by, well, the worst guys, Austin Barnes, he's crazy. Like Austin Barnes is, it's nuts about fantasy football and him and his partner, Cody Bellinger are just nonstop running their mouth, going out, popping off. Uh, it's, it's wild. I wish if, if we could have a camera in our clubhouse on Sunday morning, I mean, it would be. Sounds like it's better than that there's no camera there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> I mean, it's entertaining, man. It's entertaining. I bet. I bet. I bet. You, you got to be there. You got to be there. Crap talking going on. <laughs> oh man. Tommy, Tommy Conley is another one. He's, he was. Yeah. He was given a hit because he was playing Barnes and Bellinger this week and they were, he was just steamrolling them and he was, oh man, wearing them out, wearing them out. And Barnes, you don't like to lose, so. <laughs> it's amazing. Love That's it. like half the fun of fantasy though, is just being able to, especially when it like for me and you, Justin, when it comes to fantasy football, I mean, Austin's actually the one out there doing it, at least in the football side of it. Obviously there's fantasy baseball too. Uh, so people are able to talk some trash because of what you're doing. But I mean, for goofballs like me, I'm literally not doing anything right. Other than just like moving a guy around to a starting lineup. But it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to tell your friend, Hey, you suck. And I'm better than you. Because of something you actually really didn't really didn't do at all. <laughs> it's what gives depth to the viewership of the NFL. You yes. know, like like sports betting and fantasy sports like give so much more engagement for fans to actually be like like actually invested. And so it's yeah. one of the reasons I love it. That's why we do the show, uh, because there's so many fans out there. So shout out to all the fantasy fans uh that aren't toxic. Uh, it's a weird dynamic. <laughs> it's a weird dynamic though, right? Because it's it's kind of it's kind of pulled fans away from rooting for one team and the diehard one team fans, because you have people who probably have two, three, four, five fantasy teams. Right. And on Sunday, they're watching all these different games and it's like, okay, like, for example, obviously I'm a big Dolphins fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have, uh, I have uh, McKenzie on my team from Buffalo. Right. And (laughs) they were playing the Dolphins this week. And I'm like, Man, I'm not trying to root for McKenzie against my Dolphins. Right, I take him out of the lineup, <laughs> right, and he goes off, puts up 20 points. But I'm just like, yeah, like the pride you know, got the way. Like different dynamics like that that it, it's just hard. And uh, um, I don't know about you, Eck, but like, because it, obviously it's tenfold in the NFL for fantasy, right? It's it's way bigger yeah. for fantasy football in the NFL than it is in baseball. But uh, betting's coming around now on baseball and fantasy baseball is kind of, you know, getting a little bit bigger and I'll get messages like every oh. once in a while, like, Oh, what the hell you cost me, you know, $10,000 because you didn't hit, get a hit tonight. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, Whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I can't imagine in the NFL, like you guys feeling it. It's right? I, I don't read my DMS or my comments, my friend. Like oh, I can, man. I can't do it. Cause I already know, especially, you know, if I'm not playing well or didn't have a great fantasy game, um, then it's like, yeah, it's just going to be flooded with toxicity, you know? And so that's, that's the negative about it. Right. Cause people are yeah. so invested that if you don't, you know, play up to their standard, um, whatever that means, then they're in your DM. They feel like they have the right to come tell you that, oh, hey, you got to do as if you weren't trying to do your best. You know, that's right. that's what get that's, that's what gets me. It's like you didn't think I was trying. Like the our opponents get paid too, man. You know, exactly. like 
Like exactly. this, is, this is competition. That's what makes this so. That's why it's competitive. That's why you watch this stuff. You mean you're yeah. not like personally trying to screw over Brad from Wisconsin's like fantasy team or whatever when you guys go out there? <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, but it's weird because on top of on top of not performing the way you wanted to perform and probably you know letting yourself down a little bit, letting your teammates down a little bit, letting guys in that room down. Like now you're afraid to open your social media. Yeah. And hear all the negativity. So like it just like yeah. The, the fantasy side of it is is just this crazy world that it kind of controls our lives, right? Because when you go off and you have a really good game, like you know, it's like everyone, thank you, yeah. thank you, yeah. <laughs> you know, you do something, you do something, and whatever. Uh, I mean, I make an error or I strike out to end the game or something. I'm like, yeah. man, I don't even want to open my Twitter right now. That's and then like it controls you. It's that's real. Yeah, real talk. Um, and you know, unfortunately toxicity, right. That, that speaks a lot louder than, than anything, right? Like it's, it's just out uh-huh. there. Cause that's what gets the clicks. That's what media wants. They want to talk about the controversy. They want to talk about, you know, team splitting or this person, not, you know, busting or like things like that. So, you know, Hey, you play well and you win. It, it, it cures all that. And that's, that's what we're all trying to do out here. So if you're that's listening, right. we're trying, damn it. Yes. We're trying. Yeah. yeah I want to <laughs> open my social media after the game. So that's, that's the only reason I want to play. <laughs> hey, that's just uh, honestly, though, that's part of the mission of this show is to bridge the gap between and try to get rid of that toxicity, honestly, like as much as possible. Like, look, you're never going to be able to fix everybody. We've talked about that on the show, but I, I just like being able to s- give the perspective to people out there, to readers, to listeners, to viewers that you guys are human beings. Right. And like nobody should have to feel that way. Like, I don't even want to open my phone because it's just going to be like an assault of negativity. So um, <laughs> honestly, it's it's good to talk about that. It's good for people to hear that. Um, but to bring it back to something a little more positive here, Justin, I, I do want to talk about the Miami Dolphins a little bit. You got the hat on. It, it, hell of a season so far this year. Been a lot of fun, uh, I'm sure, for you to watch uh, to, to a throne of these guys. Like, I mean, this is just, it what an unbelievable duo they got there in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, this and to beat the Bills, too, who everybody's picking the Bills for the Super Bowl, you know, all that stuff. That's you got to be feeling pretty good coming off of Sunday. Uh, yeah, you know, what's crazy is I didn't get to watch like the last eight minutes of the fourth quarter, oh, which <laughs> was crazy. Like, I missed the butt punt, I missed all of that because oh. I had to get on the field. We had a game, yeah. So, uh, but no, it's definitely exciting. I've been a, a Dolphins fan pretty much my whole life. Everyone asked me, I'm from Southern California, how I became a Dolphins fan. Well, the Rams and Raiders left in 94 when I was 10 years old and didn't have a team. My older cousin, uh, Frank, who watched me all the time, uh, was a big Dan Marino fan, big Dolphin fan. Uh, so he would take me, we'd watch Dolphin games on Sundays and, uh, uh, Ace Ventura was just coming out around that time. So that kind of, Nice. Led me to a Dolphin fan. But um, yeah, excited about this year. Uh, it's been a, a long, long time since, uh, you know, they've been relevant, I guess. And it's exciting that Tua is putting all the doubters to bed right now. And I uh, love seeing him throw the long ball when they say he can't throw the ball down the field. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this new coach, McDaniels, man, he's, he's there's something about him. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but He's he's got all the guys buying in and uh, they're playing good. Yeah, gotta love to see it, man. I, I'm a big fan of Mike McDaniel and the way he calls plays as well. So, Justin, tell us a little bit about your foundation, what you're up to now with the baseball playoffs about to start, and everything the Justin Turner Foundation is all about. 
Oh, yeah. The Justin Turner Foundation, my wife and I started back in 2016. Um, our two main beneficiaries are homeless veterans uh, growing up in Southern California. Unfortunately, uh, see a lot of homeless veterans every freeway exit you get off of. There's someone there holding a sign, you know, trying to find their next meal. Um, so we partnered with this organization called the Dream Center in Los Angeles, opened up a men's veterans home has 25 beds in it and also opened a women's veterans home that has 18 beds in it um that's been filled to the max since day one um doing great things with our veterans over there and and helping them kind of make that transition back into into society and everyday life and and get them the help they need whether that's uh you know counseling or job training or finishing their their GEDs or diplomas so it's it's really a, a neat program and then my wife and I spend a lot of time in, in children's hospitals as well. So uh, mainly CHLA out of Los Angeles. Uh, we do some stuff in Cedars-Sinai and also um, UCLA Mattel, you know, just creating experience for these kids that have been dealt a hand in life and, and unfortunately are, are going through the unthinkable and uh, spending the majority of their time in these hospitals hooked up to machines. And we do whatever we can to, create experiences for them and, and brighten up their day and try to make them, you know, forget about what they're going through. So, yeah. That's um, powerful, man. Yeah, uh, we gotta, I, I was going to say, it, it takes people to help people, you know, and that's exactly what you're doing. Uh, where, like, if I want to make a donation, where where can I go? Um, how can I get involved? Yeah, you can go to justinturnerfoundation.com. Um, my wife runs the whole website and has everything up over there that we're doing. Um, you can make a do donation on the page. And then we have some different events going on. We, I know it's end of year season, but uh, you know, right before the Super Bowl, if you're in town, Eck, we do a, we do a golf tournament out at Sherwood, hey. uh, which is where Tiger used to host a shootout. So uh, not sure if you're a golfer or not. But I am. I am. Love to have you out there and playing. Yeah. We got a bunch of, a bunch of guys come out and uh, it's a pretty good deal. So uh, awesome. I appreciate that. And I have my own foundation as well. So if you need any contributions and everyone that's coming on here talking about their foundation, I make a $500 donation. Um, oh, so so yeah, I'll make a donation over there today. Um, so yeah, like I said, man, it takes people to help people. And I yes, appreciate sir. what you're doing. I know obviously those people do as well. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'll go check out yours too. What, what are you, what do you mine's, got going on? Mine's the Austin Eckler Foundation, right? We help people be the best version of themselves by kind of doing what you're doing. We're implementing resources back into the community, um, whether it be, you know, for schools, whether it be for homeless, whether it be for um, just, you know, like back to school, like, you know, low income housing people, right? We're just yeah. washers and dryers, gyms, school supplies, clothing, just wow. just funneling it back in um, to the community in different aspects, awesome. different components. Yeah. That's so. Great. Heck yeah, I'll man. check that out too. I'll, I appreciate I'll it. Send your, I'll send some your way as well. I appreciate it, brother. Uh, and one more time, it was uh, it was Justin Turner Foundation. JustinTurnerFoundation.com. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Awesome. Gotcha. You guys are both doing big things. We love it. Uh, this is why we're spreading positivity, spreading more love in the fantasy sports world, whether it's fantasy <laughs> baseball or fantasy football. Justin, thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck the rest of the fantasy football season. But more importantly, good luck to the Dodgers the rest of the way, man. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yep. Kill it, man. All right, Austin. That was great. Justin is the man. I, I love hearing um, about like both of your foundations. It, honestly, 
made me realize we haven't talked enough about your foundation. I think that's just good for for folks to hear what he's got going on, what you got going on. Like uh, that's that's what the show is all about, man. Like trying to push that toxicity out as much as possible and bring in some positivity into the light here, man. Yeah, for me, it was even it was interesting beyond that because you know we talked about you know after the loss, injuries, you know foundation. Like there's a lot of similarities. I feel like Justin and I have. Um, probably in our life. So we probably need to link up and get something done. Just, I'm just even talking in just like sports, how he reacts. Like he's like not on social media after a lot. Cause he already knows like I'm the same way. Yeah. Um, he's got his foundation given back, um, you know, and then he's got his camaraderie with the boys. Um, like a lot of, a lot of crossover between sports and just athletes in general. Uh, so hopefully y'all can see that too. Cause yeah, that's pretty cool for me. Cause I don't even talk to a lot of different athletes. Um, and so the, you know, we have this show brings up some unique opportunities. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's life, man. Like you said at the top, um, you know, I I always hate to compare like myself to you guys or anything like that. But, you know, if I have like a prediction on the show, like one of my you know, I do a lot of wide receiver work. Right. So like if one of my guys, one of my dudes like has a bad game or whatever, I don't I, I don't it's same sort of thing to a much, much lesser degree. I know I'm like, if I look at dimensions right now, people are going to be like giving me when I, I'm not even, I'm, the, I'm like three degrees right. removed from this whole thing. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's just as a, as a human, you just don't want to put yourself in that. Like, and, and just like, there's no point. I, I know people do this. Like I have friends that just doom scroll and that type of stuff. And it, it really messes with your mind, man, especially when you guys just get so much of it. Yeah. But, and here's the thing. Um, I could see why I, I, un, like, I get it. I get it. Like people are so invested. Um, people are so invested. But I'm like, imagine if your boss, if if you tried to do something and it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to, or get this, you know, the credibility or the results that it was supposed to, and your boss came into you and just laying into you, ripping you. Every is that going to help you or hurt you? It's like our coaches are not like if we have a bad game. Uh, like it's it's not like you, you don't end putting us down, being like tearing us. No, you need to build this up. Yeah. You know, because we're trying to find some solution to move forward. Um, and it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Imagine if your boss stormed into your into your office or wherever your workspace is and we're just tearing you down, tearing you how terrible you are, telling you that you're just no good, telling you that you underperform, you're bust, all this stuff. Like that's going to play a toll on your mental, right? Uh, Austin, so I, I would take it one one step further and say it's not really your boss coming in and doing it. It's like a bunch of knuckleheads you don't eat like guys walking guys and, and girls walking right. in off the street like that don't even work for your company have nothing to do with it walking in exactly. and doing that yeah right see yeah imagine all yeah, imagine these random people you don't even know these people <laughs> coming in right and so that's why i'm like everyone relax like relax yeah like, relax like yeah 100 percent. It'll, it'll it'll be okay <laughs> Win or lose it's, it's gonna be all right you guys like we're athletes it is our job to go out there and train and try to perform the best that we can. You know, there's things that you guys can't control. You guys can't control us. Right. You know? Um, and so that's where the toxicity comes because there's that that separation. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I think, too, it's it's about riding that wave. Like we said at the top, I said this on a couple of shows ago. When it just comes to pure fantasy football, every player goes through ups and downs over the course of the season. And sometimes it's not even like, Again, I said it about wide receivers, right? Like a wide receiver can go out and run their route and get open, you know, and the ball just doesn't go their way. 
not because they did anything wrong. It's just the, the function of the play, right? Like sometimes it's the coverage. Sometimes the, the offensive line doesn't give the quarterback enough time to like read all the way down the field. So there's a lot of different factors at play. So like a wide receiver can put up two catches, even if they did their job on like 80% of the routes they ran or something like that. So I, it's just, you got to ride the waves, man. It's it's a volatile sport. It's a short chapter sport too. And this September, the opening three weeks, the opening four weeks is just one chapter of it. And I'm, I know you guys take it like a week by week thing. Um, and it, that's certainly the way you got to take it on the outside too. Like guys, I said this to people all the time, guys might by the end of the year, put up the stats that you thought they were going to put up over the course of the year, but it's going to come in like certain buckets. And I mean, I think you're probably a really good example of that right now, Austin, like you had four carries for five yards on the ground against the Jaguars, right? You did catch all eight yeah. of your targets. That's awesome. Um, but like it might, it's like a chapter sort of thing. So let's dive in a little bit more just with you and everything like that. I think the yeah. biggest, the biggest surprise to me, honestly, and we know we talked about it last week. It just that it does feel like that you're not getting the ball enough, man. Like, and I, I know that, um, I, I don't, I want to find like the right way to ask this, uh, because I'm sure you, like I said, you, we know that you're a guy who demands like a high standard of himself, even if it's not perfection. Right. And when the team struggles like that, how do you deal with the fact that it's, you, you're, you're maybe not getting enough opportunities to feel like I can do more. Like, is there any sort of like thought that you have there? Yeah. Um, and it might not be the thought that people want to hear me say, but it's, it's, I have to control what I can control. Right. Like that's it, man. Like it is Joe Lombardi's job to try to put us in the best scenario. I can give him every suggestion in the world, things like that. It is his job. That's his job. My job is to try to maximize the opportunities that I have. And I'm talking in practice. I'm talking, you know, in the meeting room, like I am trying to prepare myself for the opportunities that might come to me in the game. Or that, you know, things that might not, but I'm still prepared for them if they do. Um, and so when it comes to the games, like, I'm not calling plays. Right. You know, like, that. that's Joe's job. That's It's my job to, when I get the ball in my hands, or to protect Justin, to make something happen, to get my job done. Right? And so I can only control that. That is all I want to control. That's all I need to control. Because that's all I'm getting paid for. That's, that's my job description. That's my role. Right? And so that is all I focus on every single week. Regardless of people like, oh, Austin, you need to get more catches. Like, that's all noise. Yes, I get it. You know, we're trying to win games. Absolutely. Did I have a successful season last year? It was really efficient. Yes. Has that been the case this year? No, I've been struggling. Yes. Like, it's, it's evident. Um, and so I had to focus on myself. Like, I had to focus on myself. That's that's all. Because if I try to start getting into, no, Joe, I need to get more plays. Or my running back coach, or Brent, then now I'm, now I'm getting stressed on things that, I, that are out of my control. You know, so we all have a lane, you know, and sure, people might be like, hey, also, you should be for me. I, I don't I don't care. I don't care. I'm right here. I'm, I focus on what I can control. And that's my effort. And that's my production. And that's my opportunities that I get. And that's all I can see. You know, and it's like, do you want do you want this? Do you want more carries? Do you feel like like, no, not, no, no, because that's not my job. My job is to prepare for what is in front of us. What Joe said, hey, this is the game plan. All right. I'm trying to execute that. You know, and so that that's how I see it. Because if I start getting caught up in like, oh, I'm not getting 20 catches a game, like, no, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm losing focus of what I can control um, and what's in my hands. Right, and as much as you know, you are a top five fantasy pick, whatever. Like, the reality is, the Chargers are trying to win games. You're trying to win games, and for that, like, 
you have to fit into your role. Like you said, you have to do, you have to control the things that you can control. Because I, I, I guess you can tell me if this is true or not. I feel like from a team dynamic standpoint, in any and again, this can relate to life too. If you come in and start like saying, hey, I need, hey, Joe, like Lombardi, I need this, I need this, I need that, I need this. And it's like a whole nother thing that like disrupts the entire operation. Yeah, that, that would that would not go well. You know, no, we, can have sure. a conver- we, we can have a conversation. Absolutely. There could be conversations like, you know, if I'm like, hey, Joe, like I feel like I like these types of plays, you know, give them some little tidbits as far as like what I like and what I feel comfortable with and give them like that. Like that's a healthy conversation. And those conversations definitely need to be had throughout the entire season, win or lose, right? That's just, you know, just communication between you and your offensive coordinator and Justin um, as well and the O-line. We're all in this together, right? It's all one big organism that, you know, all of us have our – like I'm like the liver. Someone's like the heart, the brain. Like we all work together to make this thing work. And, you know, when – I'm the liver. Like, I can't go tell the brain, like, hey, you have to do this. And, you know, tell the heart, hey, you have to do, like, we all have to do our job. And then we all work together. And and then if we do that, it comes together. And if things aren't going right, it's like, okay, let's try to reconfigure a little bit. Like, here's the thing. We can't change our identity. You you start your identity from training camp, from OTAs. That's when that's set. And so it's like, we know the players we have. We know how we're going to play. And now we're just trying to put ourselves in the correct, I guess, sequence to get rhythms going um, because, you know, we just didn't get a rhythm last, last game. Yeah. We were inefficient. You know, we were going too many three, three and outs. And that's the first time we've ever had that, um, you know, in this first two or three games of the season. And that's another thing. It's only week three. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone chill out. Everyone chill out. Still, in, <laughs> still in September, man. You know, if we're, if we're in November, December, and this is still happening, then it's like, okay, yeah, that was our identity. And now there's definitely an issue and there's going to be a lot of changes uh, that are probably going to be made in the offseason, right? And so it's our job to focus, like you said, week to week to make sure that we play at the highest level. And so what does that mean? That means we stay together and so as, a t- as a team, making sure that we're practicing as hard as we can, trying to simulate as much of you know the Texans defense or Texans offense as we can to get ourselves the best look. But it's day to day. And then regardless of who's healthy, who's not, it doesn't matter. We're playing the Texans on Sunday and I'm going to be out there trying to do my best with whatever scheme it is and believing in it 100% because I believe we have the right guys to put us in the right positions to win. Um, and we have enough talent to get it done. Yeah, no, you guys definitely have talent. It, like you said, it's it's week three, man. Or we are going into week yeah. four, right? Like it's only been three <laughs> games. Um, what did Justin Turner say when we interviewed him that his team last year started off like six and zero and like limped into the playoffs six and seven? That's his like fake his fake fantasy team. That's a real that's a case like for real life teams too, real life players. Like I said, you gotta ride the wave out there, people, and just relax. Uh, if we're still yeah. having the same conversation in November and December. That's a different story. But right now we're still in September. There's a long way to go, man. Um, we're going to jump into our Ask Austin questions here. But just last thing, I obviously do got to you know check in with you about Justin Herbert, man. How, how's Justin feeling? I was a little – I will say, and you can, again, you shoot this, shoot me down on this because I, I don't want to be what you said with Justin Turner where the media likes controversy or anything like that. I, I'm certainly not that type of guy. Um, it did just strike me that Justin was in the game as long as he was when you know it's 38 to 10 and he's dealing with something super painful. Um, Off-base reaction or, or no? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm not sure. That's that's out of my call. That's out right. of my jurisdiction. You know, I gotta. I'm staying in my lane. You know, yeah. I'm staying in my lane. Uh, you know, that's that's a call that he and himself and this training staff and our head coach have to make. Um, and they, you know, felt that he he was okay to play and stay in the game. 
Um, so I can't say much more than that because I don't know. There you go. That is, that's an answer right there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to jump into your Ask Austin questions for this week. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, Austin, let's get to some of these email questions. We've got some good ones this week. Remember, people, ask Austin at yahoosports.com. You can send your emails, whether they're written, audio, video, whatever. And Austin and I will answer whatever questions you have on a future episode. So first one here, this one comes in from India. I mean, from India, India, yeah, beautiful. I yes. believe mayor, mayor or or Meyer. I'm sorry if I'm I'm mispronouncing that, but that that is the listener sending this in from India. Shout out to shout out to you listening all the way from over there. That's pretty awesome. What's up? Um, based on recent performances from most, if not all, running backs, is it time to move on from drafting running backs in the first round and rather get wide receiver ones who are trending to be more efficient and less injury prone? Um, mm. I, what what is your reaction to that? Because I, I would say, look, I mean, you're pretty different from most like traditional running backs, right? This is one thing like within all positions. I mean, obviously you run the ball, you try to be efficient, like you say, with your opportunities. But, you know, what you do is really different from a guy like Jonathan Taylor or, or Derrick Henry, right? Like it's just yeah. different players within the position. Like this is certainly true with wide receivers, right? Like what Mike Williams does is really different from what Keenan Allen does. You know, even if it's at the end of the day, all the same, same stats or whatever. So any thoughts on that? Like with the whole idea of moving on from drafting running backs in the first round, you know, there's a zero RB strategy out there, you know, all that sort of thing. Yeah. I think we've seen just a new emergence of, some stud quarterbacks and being connected with some stud receivers. Um, and I think that's really played a factor into seeing these really standout receivers continue to, um, you know, outperform, you know, running backs um, in fantasy football. And I think it's, I think it's like a, a new wave of these guys that have come up. So it's kind of like, Oh, like, look, we got some new guys out here that are yeah. just getting it done. And so, you know, the, there might be some validity in that, but it just, it depends on the offense, the offense that these people are in, you know? Um, you know, when I'm looking at, you know, like Jonathan Taylor, like he's the stud on his offense, you know, like he's going to be getting a lot of, uh, a lot of the carries, you know, a lot of the attention with the ball. Um, same with, same with Derrick Henry. I don't think it's a bad strategy, yeah. you know, because, and because, yeah, you know, that you bring up the injury part, like that's, that's real. That's real. There's a reason um, receivers get paid so much um, more than, than running backs do, right? The injury part and they're getting in the deep part of the field, right? Uh, we, we say it, we have a saying around the Chargers, like, you know, the money's made in the deep part of the field. You know, if you can, if you can get us, you know, the, to the 15, 20 yards down the field, that's where you're going to make money, regardless if you're running back getting us down there, you know, quarterbacks throwing it there, or you're, uh, you know, a corner defending it there, safety, you know, that's where the money's made down there. Right. Um, or if you can stop a quarterback from throwing it down there, like at the DNs, things like that. And so, look, it, it's not a bad strat. It's not a bad strat. I definitely think there's 
obviously a play, especially in PPR for, uh, you know, running backs that are going to be catching the ball, uh, especially like myself, obviously catching the ball a ton. Um, Got to get in the end zone for sure. Like that, that's yeah. a, a factor. But I think you could, there's definitely an argument there. Um, I think there's an argument for, for both, for both, honestly. Yeah. The saying is like every strategy works if you pick the right players, right? I'm that that's what people yeah, will that's what I was gonna say. say. Yeah. Um, I would say this year, one of my biggest takeaways through the first three weeks with with fantasy in particular, you know, the late round quarterback strategy emerged as like the thing to do from probably I would say like two thousand like my buddy JJ Zacharyson wrote the ebook literally titled Late Round Quarterback and like outlining the strategy of why you needed to not take like at the time, it was like, you know, Peyton Manning and like Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers, like these pa- even Matthew Stafford had the like crazy 2011 5000 yard passing season or whatever. Like you don't want to take those guys. You actually want to wait to the late rounds and take, you know, quarterbacks that are going to put up similar numbers because the value of the position is like replaceable in fantasy, all this like dork level stuff. But honestly, right now, to me, like if you didn't draft Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, or Patrick Mahomes, or even Jalen Hurts, who went later than these guys, like you are playing a different sport, basically, in fantasy, because those guys, what they do, and obviously Justin, I think, was drafted in this group, but he's been hurt, so it's just a separate conversation. Like, if you're not, if you don't have one of those quarterbacks that can put up, like, bonkers passing numbers and also run it, too, like, you... Good, good luck if you're playing like with right. – let me tell you what. Right. I took I took Tom Brady on a lot of teams, right? And they've had injuries as well. But like like our weekly scores, shoot, it, it's not even comparable <laughs> at this point. I know, man. It's crazy. Crazy seeing what some of these guys are doing. And like I'm saying, it's like this new wave of these studs. You know, I was talking about the skill position. Now we talk about the quarterbacks, these mobile quarterbacks that are throwing it down, that are just extending plays. Uh, making making stuff happen not only through the air but on the ground you know you know out out running yeah. out of the pocket throwing like um you know Pat Mahomes the guy we do uh, go against does that all the time um that are scoring 30 40 points a game it's like how do you not draft like like how do you not draft that early yeah you know like that's that's not consistent in a lot of other positions you know, but you got Lamar Jackson who's running for 100, throwing for three, and, you know, there's four or five touchdowns in there. It's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? So we definitely got some special stuff going on in the NFL. That's uh, what makes it exciting, right? Like right. when you have these players that are really exciting to watch, like that's what drives views, that's what drives revenue, and, uh, you know, it's what drives you to win if you have them on your team in fantasy. Yeah, and honestly, like things are cyclical. You know, back uh, 15 years ago, in the first round of fantasy drafts, it was just like all running backs. Now, like the the question uh, sends in, it's like now wide receiver ones. Like it was a real conversation. Shoot, should we take Cooper Cup at the, at the first overall pick? Which you know, five ten years ago, nobody's taking a receiver the first overall pick. But um, you know, now at this point, let me tell you what: if you got Cooper Cup on your team, you're feeling pretty good about your life right now. Um, <laughs> and, and, and just similarly too with these quarterbacks, like I think we're starting to get to a point where these guys like Lamar, like Josh Allen, and, and Jalen Hurts, too. Like, shout out to Jalen Hurts. That guy's balling out right now. Um, these guys are legitimate difference makers and advantages where they weren't probably, uh, in, in where quarterbacks weren't in previous years because they can do, like, they could put up running back numbers and quarterback numbers all in one week, and that's pretty hard to beat. Uh, so that, I think, is yeah. A- that's a but I, I will say this it is still early it is yeah. still early my friends so we'll see how it plays out but as of now yeah these quarterbacks are popping off 
yeah, yeah. absolutely popping off. Uh, it, it's pretty cool to see, man. Um, another question we got in here. <laughs> I love this one. Hey, Austin, huge fan, uh, but I'm disappointed on why EA Sports and Madden 23 keeps disrespecting you. First, your rating is horrendous. Second, they don't even have your face scan. Have you seen it yet? This comes in from Orlando. So, yeah, I have I've officially given up on Madden because <laughs> I did go to the face scanner. I went into this little setup they have. You know, you stand there, you know, you, you boom, they flash. They took like, I don't know, 100 pictures of you at once in a circle. Um, and so I'm like, cool. Like, you know, my my avatar was terrible before. I'm going to get it fixed. Went and did the scan. You know, I go and see it. It's basically the same thing. So I don't know if, if I'm confused and I don't know what I look like or if like. <laughs> I don't think that's my, it. Is my complexion of my skin like four shades darker than it really is to me? Because. When I look at my avatar, I'm way darker than I am in real life. Like I'm, I'm a light skin, you know, guy. Um, and then like my facial structure, like I don't have any facial hair. Like I'm just, I'm, just, I, I don't know. So at this point, if that didn't fix it, look, it is what it is. Um, so maybe someone has has it out for me over there. But look, you control what you can control. I did my part. They got to, they got to hold up their end. Yeah, you've you've done all you can. I, I got a couple friends who work uh work over at EA Sports. I'll, I'll figure out who's who who there has got it in for you. I'll, Someone's I'll, got I'll, some beef. I'll I'm work. I'll work on that. Um, next question we got here, and I wanted to ask you this because you're holding the guitar right now. Um, Sebastian asked, "What do you like to do as a hobby to get your mind off football?" Um, if people follow you on Instagram, they've seen like some of the videos you put out with you playing the guitar and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, we've talked about this off, off air. I've played since I was like 11 years old. Um, yeah, I used to be great. I, I'm, I'm, I, I can still play a little bit. I mean, I, I'm still fine, but like, I don't play nearly as much as I used to. Cause I have this, uh, this little, this little job thing going on. I'm a real adult now. I don't play. Oh, yeah. Rock- job. Yeah. Responsibilities. Yeah. 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 I don't play in like rock rock shows anymore uh like i like i used to and that's you should kinda, you should uh, being should be your hobby that's being generous to call it like playing in rock shows by the way i'm talking about like, like people's oh, backyards okay. and basements and like maybe my church band <laughs> so which my mom made okay. me do. so um yeah I, what what are some of your hobbies that uh, like to get your mind off football <laughs> that's actually hilarious um but yeah man uh i've been playing the guitar for like probably two months now um so nothing crazy i'm very very beginner but um some things that I love to do really, I think it comes down to one common theme, which is trying like literally what my shirt says, trying to help people like become the best version of themselves. Um, and what do I mean by that? Like I love doing stuff with my foundation. Um, I'm working on an app right now that basically can bridge the gap between fans and influential people um, and just help, you know, create more, diff- create more offerings there. Obviously, playing the guitar. Uh, I get I play some video games here and there. I have this show. I also have another show that's starting up um, up on Twitch. It'll be a live a live feed. It's like a little. It's called the Eckler Dome. So you come into the dome. We, we do some challenges and stuff like that. What um, kind of what so kind really, of challenges? It's like gaming challenges. Like you know, I'll have like if I had you as a guest, we would we would challenge each other and go through like we might do like a water bottle flip challenge. And there's like voting in the chat on like whose side you're on and prizes and things like that. Um, it'll be a sequence of challenge based on how many lives we have. Um, you're so gonna have a whole, you're gonna time. have a home field advantage on that one if it's the Eckler Dome, right? Like people are voting on uh, <laughs> voting on the winner. People it's are actually it's actually super funny. Um, like the, the the logo for it is like a the front of my face and then like a dome tasked onto the back of my head. <laughs> so it's, That's amazing. It's the, 
<laughs> Gotta check it out. That's it's the Eckler dope. But yeah, I'll definitely actually. So you would think I would have a home field advantage, right? In my own stream, like it's my viewers. Um, but no, I have a bunch of knuckleheads in my stream that <laughs> want to see me. That want to see me fail or want to make it hard for me. Uh, um, well. we, I used to play. Quick story. I used to play this uh, game called. Um, I don't even know what it's called, but basically the chat could decide to give you options or give you like attributes or give you like items. And there was always like a troll item, an okay item, and then an overpowered one. And they just, they want to see me struggle. They're giving me these troll items because they think it's funny. So we'll see how that goes. See how it goes. But yeah, just a lot of miscellaneous community stuff um, that I really enjoy. Yeah, Austin, you love interacting with people. I think that's really the big takeaway yes. here. You know, whether yes. it's in in real life, online, everything like that, and, and you're doing good stuff out there. Last question we have here from the Ask Austin at yahoosports.com email address. This one actually comes in comes in from my sister. Uh, shout out to Emily. Uh, ah. Emily Emily Ansel sends in. She actually was. <laughs> it was so funny. She uh, was texting me on Sunday like. Hey, I need you to ask one of your like guys that you know in the NFL some of these questions. I was like, well, you know, like you could send this into the email address, right? She sent in a bunch of like travel and logistics questions that Austin doesn't know the answer to. Uh, M, sorry, but it, Austin doesn't know the answer to how many planes take what different type of equipment, stuff like that. But this question, oh, I think, yeah, 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 I think this one's interesting. Um, when you're out there playing, does the magnitude of it all really hit you or does it just feel like any football game you've played your whole life? How much do crowds and cameras really hit you? Yeah. So this is actually, it's super interesting actually, because if, if it's super loud, yeah, we can hear it, but imagine you're so focused on one thing and just what is right in front of you. Like it basically like blinds everything else around you. And we prepared so much for, you know, if it's going to be a loud game for not going on a cadence and things like that. So you're just reacting, you know, off a ball snap or, you know, some type of movement. Um, and so like you really have this like adrenaline rush that helps you stay hyper-focused and like, I don't even really realize there's the crowd even there besides just the noise. It's just like, it's just loud. And that's all it is. It's like, it's just energy to me. Like, that's why I don't care if like, there's a lot of away fans or home fans. Like, I just want energy in the stadium because that makes it uh, more exciting to, to feel like the ups and downs of, of how the crowd's reacting. Uh, but yeah, cameras, we don't ever, you know, really pay attention to that at all. Because like, it's really just what is right in front of us and everything pretty much else is blocked out. And it, it's strange because you would think like, man, like there's so many people here like that could affect you. Like, like it really, it really doesn't. It really doesn't at all. And maybe it's because I've been, you know, playing in front of the crowds for, you know, 20 plus years of my life um, that I've probably built up some tolerance to stay focused. Um, but it is actually interesting because it's like, man, like I, I don't really notice it. Like it's just like a blur, but everything is crystal clear on the field. I was, It's funny. I was watching your guys' game against the Jaguars and there was a moment where I think it was, it was James Robinson who looks great this year too, by the way. Um, he was, he, I think he ran, got a, like a long run, went off the sideline, like in towards the stand. And there was this chargers fan who literally like, he was, th- cause he was like this close to him. Like he went right up to the edge of the, st- the stadium. The chargers fan was like, flipped him off twice and like actually tried oh, to knock man. the ball like out of his hand. And I, yeah. was, it was so funny to me because James just like James Robinson just didn't acknowledge it at all. Like he just, walk yeah. back maybe he didn't even notice he didn't feel like the guy's like swatting at the ball which come on bro like you're you're act, act like a freaking adult seriously um but he just didn't notice it at all just i think some guys are so like 
just dialed in. You just don't even realize like, oh, there's a crowd. As you said, there's just noise. Yeah, it it really is. You know, Um, for whatever reason, I don't know, the human brain just allows us to hyper-focus on something and really drown out all the excess noise. It's amazing, man. Uh, it's crazy how you're able to do that. It's just like it's an inconvenience, right? You see quarterbacks like trying to get the get the play call in, like doing the like covering up on the helmet, that whole thing. But yeah, you you learn to work around it. Um, it's it's cool to see, man. Um, That's what we do. We're yeah. athletes, man. We're competitors. That's what you got to do. You got to adapt and adjust. As humans, that's what we do, right? So we're we're naturally we're naturals at it. Hundred percent. All right, that's all of our email questions. Again, folks. Ask Austin at yahoosports.com. You can ask him anything. Um, don't send uh, a pitch in for what he can go say to Coach Staley to get himself more touches because, as he said earlier, that ain't going to happen. Uh, maybe let that dream go. Uh, you know, it is what it is, man. So, um, Austin, coming into this week, I- I'm actually curious, less so about, like, Chargers, Texans, stuff like that. You- we know you have a couple fantasy teams out there, man. How are your fantasy teams going? Ooh, my fantasy teams are kicking butt right now so i have i have someone who helps me manage it because i have six different teams and that's a lot of uh, upkeep um and then so for my teams, i don't really i don't own them my foundation owns them yeah um so i've just kind of just you know the, just i speak over the league kind of thing um and talk to everybody just keep everyone uh, included but those teams yeah i think two three of those ones are three and oh, oh must um, be nice one is two and one my my twitch stream uh, league which is 20 people it's a 20 person league it's absolutely brutal <laughs> it's insane it's brutal i i strongly like would not recommend don't yeah. don't do it if <laughs> don't you do have that. to you i got third stringers that i'm hoping get a point for me on my like on my starting squad i'm like come on man like get in there and do something get one catch um so yeah don't <laughs> recommend it i'm oh and three in that league oh and three and then um, I have another uh, league with uh, uh, Michael Fabiano, our, like the celebrity league. I'm familiar and, with Fabs. Uh, yeah, Fabs. So I, I'm too, I just beat him too. I just crushed him. Good for you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we used to work together at NFL. Two and one in that so, one. Yeah, I know. I know Fabs. Okay. So yeah, I'm two and one in that league. So looking, looking solid right now besides the 20-person league. Um, but last year, I think someone with a losing record won that league. That's how wild it is. Well, um, yeah, I mean, my God, 20 like people. 12 people make the playoffs, so you're going to have people with losing records making the playoffs. So it's 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 interesting. Uh, how do, like, <laughs> who are some guys even on your roster in that in that league? Like, I, I got to, yeah, I, I don't even know. I'd have to check. I'd have to check. I think I got myself in that one, so that, I'm not helping myself right now as far as fantasy goes. I mean, shoot. Um, uh, Kirk Cousins, my QB. Oh, yeah, so, so Tony Pollard. And uh, Javante Williams are my two running backs. That's not bad. No, not bad at all. Then I had Keenan, who's obviously out. And then um, Adam Thielen, who's uh, – I don't, I don't know how that's been going. Hunter Henry, he was my guy. So I got three targets on the year. So that's that's not going well for fantasy. Mm, no. But, like, <laughs> who's then, on the uh, bench there? Who's on the bench in a team like that? I got uh, – who's this? Khalil Herbert? Yeah, I gotta get him starting. Oh, dude, he's he's, he's gonna probably he start this off. week. David Montgomery is yeah. is injured, so he might start this week. That's a huge win for him. And you. then I, I got Boston Scott. Shout out to my guy Boston. And then um, Cameron Brait, I think is how it says my backup tight end. So uh, yeah, uh, there's only there's only five bench spots. <laughs> 
I mean, for God's sakes, in a league like that, I don't think you need like <gasps> deep benches or whatever. You're literally going to be like, who's in the who's in the damn XFL I can pick up or something like that right. at that point. We potentially could, yeah. So it's 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 struggling on that one, but uh, all the other ones doing solid, yeah. Well, that's good, man. That's good. Um, I've got some teams that are zero and three, some that are one and two, some that are two and How one. How many teams do you have? Like uh, nine. Said. I think I have to really go back and look at it, but um. I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's eight or nine, you know, including yeah. one dynasty team, which uh, and you manage them all by yourself. I've never done the like co-managing thing. I know Justin Turner yeah. talked about that. I know you talk, but you're talking about that. I've never never done that. Yeah, I've always just been I just manage them myself. But that's the thing when you have too when, that's way too many teams. Um, and there are there are some sickos who have way more than that. I'll, I'll also say, <laughs> um, and I just don't, it's like no, I'm never gonna have a great fantasy season because I can't dedicate my time. You know, I got, I got, a, I got, I got a real job. I got a real life. You gotta, you gotta, bro. You gotta, you gotta narrow these down. You gotta get like the top three and like stick with them. I know it's you end up. You know what it is, man. And I'm not gonna say this is like, oh, look at me. But like, I end up doing a lot of like charity leagues. Um, and that it's like I feel like a jerk saying no to like a, like, okay, oh, Matt, uh, can you play in this charity league? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it, man. I'll yeah. do it. I'll just, I should just be like, hey, just that- send me the donation link. Just send me the donation link. You don't want my ass in the <laughs> yeah. In the there you go. There you go. Point, so, uh, there you go. We'll, we'll you gotta, you gotta know how to say no. That's a real thing. Know. You gotta know how to say no in life. No, nah, you're you know? you're right, man. I got to get better yeah. about that. All right, we've got another big guest coming on the show here. We got Giants running back Saquon Barkley coming up. Let's throw that interview. This is going to be awesome. All right, joining us now is Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Saquon, welcome to Eckler's Edge. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Heck yeah, man. Welcome welcome to the show. Um, I don't know if you play any fantasy or anything like that, but uh, you know, you've been making a splash this year. So uh, it's good to see it's good to see you back, back being yourself, being the best version of yourself. Uh are you in any fantasy leagues? You dabble in any of it? Uh nah, I, I'm not in any, any fantasy leagues. Uh I kind of try to stay away from all that stuff and you know, just focus on uh just playing the game and you know, enjoying the sport. Uh, I do. I am aware of how big it is and how people, how much people are invested into it. Uh, especially when you plan on a Monday night, you got multiple messages of "I need this amount of points from you" or "Please don't get them out. Please amount of points this week." Uh, right. so it's fun. It's fun. It's a cool way to interact with the fans, but uh, I kind of stay away from it. Yeah, I get it. I, there's so many just different types of fans, right? Like, right. and especially in the fantasy where they have money on the line, they have competition, like the toxicity, the the positivity, like, yeah. I get it. So uh, that's, that's what one of our missions here on the show is to kind of set the record straight as far as like how to properly like talk to us, like treat us like actually humans, <laughs> right? Because like, look, if you want us to have any type of interaction with you, you better start off on the right foot, right? And if you're coming at us saying, hey, we need this, you suck, I need this, like, okay, no acknowledgement, right? That's what we're trying to avoid. So I get it. I get it. But uh, definitely, you know, huge opportunity out there as far as exposure, as far as, you know, fan base. Um, obviously, you've been able to build that up, uh, but in the fantasy world as well. So good stuff. Uh, yeah, o- honestly, one of the best picks you could make this year so far was Saquon Barkley in the second round, man, because he's you've been crushing it, dude. I mean, I honestly, I think not only just from the stats perspective, I feel like right now you're running better, you know, than you have maybe ever. I think you just you look fantastic. You look great against the Cowboys on Monday night, man. It's just like like X said, it's good to see you just healthy and out there crushing it again. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, 
It's just all about getting your confidence back. Uh, after, uh, having to battle with injuries the past years, um, but just being able to go through OTAs, be able to go through um, the whole offseason, not really focus on rehabbing, more of just, you know, you can focus on yourself, getting your body ready for uh, the grind of the season and then getting to camping and be able to practice. And uh, for me, uh, that's something that I that lacked. I didn't have uh, those practice reps um, in the last couple of years just because battling injuries and to have that. And, you know, that's where it all starts. Practice, 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 getting those practice reps, building that confidence um, so you can go out there and make plays. And, uh, you know, not even right now, I don't feel like I'm in midseason form. You know, I, I can agree with this. Like as the season goes, especially as a running back, just to continue getting your rhythm, continue just building that chemistry O-line. And uh, you know, 2-1, obviously not happy with the, with the with the results of last night, but uh, not bad, not off to a bad start. We just got to keep going. Heck yeah, man. You're speaking of the, the grind of the season practice, right? The repetitiveness. I am curious from a personal standpoint, just because like I have this like reputation out here with the Chargers, like workout warrior, all this stuff. Like I knew, what I knew, is you, um, I knew. what was your, your in season workout routine? Like how many days are you working out? Uh, like a week, stuff like that. Oh, uh, first I want to say, I do think you and Nick Tubb, I, I see all the, the videos. <laughs> I think we got to link up one day in the off season and put it to rest no and see, see, see who, who really, who got the best <laughs> max squats and all that good stuff. Uh, but for me, it kind of changed uh, from coming to college. Uh, I was in that mindset of just lift, lift, get strong, lift, lift, get strong. Uh, and you're, you're still in that mindset too. Uh, you know, I still put on the heavy weights and, and still get after it, but it's more about mobility. It's more about flexibility. It's more about having strength and being strong in those movements that, uh, correlate to the football field and um, just put my body in positions where, uh, you know, you can't really prevent injuries. Um, you know, injuries just happen. It's, it's the nature of football. But the injuries that you can prevent or the ways you can help yourself uh, to become a better player is really what I've been adding to uh, my in-season regimen, whether it's yeah. working on knees, uh, ankle mobility, shoulder mobility, uh, stability, uh, all those things. It's trying to be a better pro. Um, and that's a that's the way I've been kind of attacking uh, this 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 season, for sure. And then for those of you that don't know, you know, when we're when we're in college, like college lifting is like it's yeah. like military. It's mm-hmm. like everything's to a regiment. It's yeah. like grinds you into the ground, mm-hmm. right? And then it's like that's not sustainable, yeah. right? And so for us, like what Saquon's talking about right now, is had this longevity of your career where it's talking about more mobility, functionality, those functional movements, not necessarily you know trying to be the strongest all the time year yeah. round. And so, yeah, I, I can relate to that. Um, but I, I don't know. To me, it always feels good to just get under a squat bar. Like, I love squatting. That's yeah. my favorite lift. There's like a thing. Yeah. It's coming about it, uh, whether it's squats, yeah. whether it's head squat, deadlift. Uh, it's, yeah. There's a mental side of it, too. Just putting something on the bar um, and no. just going, getting after it and like knowing, like, okay, it's still there. I still got it. And uh, But like you said, there's a time and place where to challenge yourself. And uh, in season, you definitely still can challenge yourself, but just do it in a smart way because – like you said in college, that that military mindset, that that you know, yeah. behind you to the to the ground mindset. But here, it's it's a seventeen week season, um, and you know you hope for more, uh, so you got to be able to uh, sustain that. No doubt. 
I feel like we just talked about that a couple of episodes, Austin, about like, uh, you know, flexibility, mobility, like the, you know, I brought up like the yoga part of it and everything too. Um, I, I love, I love hearing about this stuff. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a professional athlete, obviously no kidding. Um, but I went through like a fitness journey myself. I lost like a hundred pounds. So it's a big part of my life. And I, I love hearing about this stuff from you guys, man. So that's really cool. Saquon, like I think people really underrate like mobility and flexibility and everything like that. One thing I kind of wanted to touch base with you on is the culture of the the Giants right now. You know, I'm watching like the week one game against the Titans. You know, Brian Dayball goes for that like two point conversion. You guys win the game on that. And, and you know, you and like Sterling Shepard. And I feel sick for what happened to Sterling last night, man. It just it sucks. But like, you know, guys that have been with the Giants for a long time, you're like all up on Brian Dayball, like, you know, getting gassed up about it. Like what has Brian and this whole kind of organizational shift brought to the team, man? Just the standard. Um, and that, that's what you need when you want to change the culture. And that's really what it comes down to winning football games. It's all about the cultures. And uh, it started with the coaches and then it goes down to the players. And we got to hold that standard and um, every single day come in with that leadership um, and that mindset. And uh, something that we, you know, we have a, a really good group of guys. We're very competitive. We're a competitive bunch. And, uh, we're never going to lose. We're never going to lose games off of not coming out there and fighting to the last to the last whistle. Um, and that's a mindset that we don't have. And right now, like I said, you know, two and one, obviously we're not excited with the way uh, last night went, but um, it may not be, it may not be the sexy way. It may not be the, the fancy <laughs> way. It may not be putting up 40 points, but the two wins that we did get, you got to find a way and grind. And uh, the thing that I'm most proud about this team is uh, no panic. Even, even last night, you know, to that last play, to, to the pick, um, so they took the knee. Uh, we really believe that we were going to come back and win that game. When we looked up and it was 23-16, and it was a minute 40, a minute 45 seconds on the clock, uh, we really believe we're going to go down and find a way to to win the game. And that's just a mindset that we got to continue to have, that competitive stamina, and continue to believe in each other. And that's what it's about, bro. Like, that's what it's about. Like, every week, like, win or lose, it doesn't matter. We're coming back to work as hard as we can again, starting right. Wednesday, Thursday, right? All the way leading up into the game. And so, yeah, bro, it's, it's, a, it's the same across the board, right? And then it's like, okay, how can, how can your pieces fit together to put some type of product on the field? Then it comes down to people being consistent, making plays. Because yeah. um, so every, every week is, look at, if you really look at it, no one really gets blown out in the NFL. Even when it's like, say if you lose by 14, 17 points, like it's, one or two plays that, that really makes a difference. And most of the time those games come down to a field goal or to one touchdown or to a, a last last second drive. You got to go down there and try to finish, finish the game. And those are the games that we lost in the past. And, you know, right now we were able to win two out of three of those games. And uh, it's a long season. So we just got to continue to not hit that panic button. Uh, you know, when you lose in New York or you lose anywhere in the NFL, uh, everyone's like, oh, man, like, what's going on? How are you guys going to recover? And people fail to realize there's only ever been one team to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl. Uh, it's the NFL. It's a tough league, and you're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have your peaks and valleys, but uh, can't get too caught up on it. Facts. Facts. Especially especially this early in the season. You know, like everyone, <laughs> everyone calm down. Uh, right. Calm down, you know. Things things will play out how they're supposed to. And then we can, after the season, you know, make our, make our uh, opinions on what the heck happened exactly. based on what happened. Yeah. Good stuff, brother. 
Yeah, it's all about riding that wave. I feel like we've said that a hundred times on this show, Austin. You know, like uh, seasons oh, yeah. are seasons are different pockets, right? Like what happens in September can be real different than what happens in December, and obviously January now too with the way that I mean, this is week eighteen, man. Seasons longer than ever, you know. So uh, give me a break with uh, making too many early judgments. So Saquon, you're here on behalf of Courtyard by Marriott. Tell us a little bit about what you got going on there, man. Yeah, I'm here on behalf of Courtyard Marriott at the Fisher Hotel, uh, the NFL, and. You know, they're coming out with a new uh, all-season-long thing for fans where fans can really tap into the fandom and give them some unique, cool experience. Uh, this is where we fan is actually what's called. And, um, you know, we have a fans giving where fans can come on the 50-yard line at MetLife Stadium, have a dinner with me, uh, and, you know, get to see MetLife Stadium, get all the cool experience there, the backstages and all that. And <clears throat> the way they can do that is by posting a video on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, and tagging Courtyard fans. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited to, to work with Courtyard. Um, I'm all about giving back and, you know, have an opportunity to uh, give back to fans and uh, spend time with fans. And I think it's a, a cool, unique experience. Yeah, man, that's sick. I love, I, I'm big into fan engagement too, man, because it's like the smallest interaction can go so far for somebody's life, right? As far as putting them on, maybe they gain some new motivation or maybe they gain a new respect for you and that's helping you grow your brand and your reputation because, as I, I've said this before, but our legacy lives within our fans, yeah. right? Like what people think of Saquon is what people like, that's, that's where your legacy is, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's why it's so important to give back. That's why it's so important to have some type of engagement. Cause if you don't have anything, then now you're leaving it up to other people's judgment. You're not, you're not steering. You can't necessarily steer it. Like it's a car. It's more like a, it's more like a boat, like a big boat where right? yeah. you can steer it and it takes time for that thing to turn, but you got to keep putting effort into it to get that thing to turn. So man, go ahead, go get yourself some dinner with Saquon. That's what's up. <laughs> right. I like it. I like it. That's a good opportunity. And that's what this show is all about is, like I said, seeing you guys as people and building that legacy on and off the field. I I love it, man. It's so it's so cool. Um, Last thing for you here, Saquon, you know, this is um, this is the something I said to Austin a couple episodes ago. I feel like and you brought it up, too, with with Nick Chubb and, um, you know, maybe you guys getting together, doing some sort of lift off in the offseason. There needs to be like a (laughs) running back fraternity or something um, because you know like the tight ends got like the tight end you thing but you know there's a lot of like critics out there about running backs you know like running there are people say literally like running backs don't matter there's like a hashtag like people you know I mean, there's, a, okay, there's a hashtag for all of those come on yeah, yeah but yeah. but come people on. but people really now. people really pull that bs though with like running backs so i'm mm. trying to pitch you guys come to like on. come to yeah and it's ridiculous obviously it's a stupid narrative like i'm trying to build you guys into something something it needs to be some sort of like running back fraternity maybe we get the Eckler's edge in the offseason do like some kind of big liftoff thing uh yeah I, I agree I think we should uh, one I think we just talked about interacting with fans you know I think that would be a cool way to interact with fans if we had like a liftoff obviously we want to be safe we want to be smart about it um, I, I think it'd be fun it'd be competitive uh but it is it is already a brotherhood it's, it's nothing but love mutual respect uh with the position that we play you know like you said people got a lot of things to say no matter what. And that's why I think it's cool kind of going back to, you know, the the experience and the fan engagement. And because you also get to like having dinner with fans given and with with Courtyard by Marriott, the official hotel, the NFL, you are able to sit down and have dinner and like get to know me. You know, it's more to me than just a football player. It's more to to all of us. It's just football players. You know, we actually have a personality. We have a life. Um, So I think that would be another cool thing to do is, 
get together, see us live, get to meet us, interact with us, uh, get to know us outside of football. Um, and it just, it's a different way to engage with fans. Mm. Mm. You're talking my language, man. Look at this guy. Yeah. I love it. I love it, man. Lo- love to see it. Hey, thanks so much for joining us, Saquon. This was awesome. We really appreciate it. And good luck the rest of the season, man. Stay healthy and continue to crush it, my guy. Before I go, I think I messed up. It's hashtag courtyard fan contest if you guys want to get in on that. Obviously, I'm pretty there sure you, you guys don't don't look want to eat dinner with me at, on Thanksgiving, but for all the fans, uh, I think that would be a cool experience. So I appreciate you guys for having me. Absolutely, brother. All right, Austin. What a great show. Great episode with a couple of great guests. Good just uh, good to check in with you, man. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping for the best this week for the Chargers after, after a down week in week three. Um, let's go, man. This is I'm feeling feeling good about week four, feeling good about the rest of the season yeah. for, for you, yeah. for this show, for everybody out there. Yeah. You know, it's it's ups and downs, you know, but that's where, like I said, that's where the adversity, that's where the growth, that's where it lies. It's in those those peaks and valleys, right? Because that's where you can climb out of and then feel better about yourself because you got something done, even though it was hard and uh, it wasn't looking great. So regardless, the show is always going to be fire. We'll make sure we bring as much energy, win or lose, bringing the energy to the show and to our guests. Shout out to our guests for coming on today. Some um, Two absolute legends and uh, looking forward to next week, my guy. Yeah, if there's one uh, theme of this episode, just ride the wave, man. We got to ride the wave with this season for fantasy, for the Chargers, for Austin, for me, for you. That is going to do it for us. Thanks again to Justin Turner and Saquon Barkley for joining us on this episode. You can follow Austin on Twitter or Instagram at Austin Eckler. You can follow me at Matt Harmon underscore BYB. And while you're there, for God's sakes, make sure you're following at Yahoo Fantasy. I'm going to be back tomorrow with Dalton Del Don tomorrow for our Stat Nerd Thursday episode. Until then, we're out. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.